Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson. This is Precision Talk. It's brought to you by HTSAG, the number 800-741-3305. And we're joined by the general manager of HTSAG, Mr. Adam Gittins. Uh, Adam, good morning to you. And uh, we're getting anxious to get in the field. I think we'll talk a little bit about uh, soil temperatures, but uh, great to have you along here this morning. Let's get right into it and why farmers should know the four-inch deep soil temperature before planting. In soil temperatures, one of the most important factors crop farmers uh, use to guide their planting decisions, an article that is on uh, your latest newsletter, which is very informative, by the way. But let's touch on this. Uh, why is this so important? Well, yeah, good morning, Tom. And this is something that I think all of us as farmers are just sitting and struggling with right now. There's a few guys that have started rolling, and that just makes the rest of us even more um, impatient, antsy, whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, it gives us all some anxiety when we see those planters out in the field. Uh, the reality is, Iowa State University put this article out. It was published by Successful Farming, and the, the reality of the situation is, 50 degrees with a warming trend in the upper four inches is the recommendation, has been for a number of years. That data has been proven over and over again by people way smarter than me. I'm not going to pretend to uh, understand all of the factors that, that go into that, but without having those temperatures, we don't get the plant off to a good start. And we know for sure, if we don't get the plant off to a good start, we're not going to have the top end yield potential. Now, where technology really impacts this is even though we may not be able to get the uh, the quick start that we want and be planting by the 15th of April, which is came and went, we can use the high-speed technology on planters, start later, and still make sure that we get done in time, that we don't have the yield penalty on the backside, because that's really what everybody's afraid of. We're not afraid of planting on May 1st. We're afraid of planting on June 1st because we know that there's a significant yield penalty if we have to wait that long to get the, the crops in the ground. So that's, that's what's driving an awful lot of the decisions to go plant crops now, even though we don't have the ideal soil conditions. And uh, what, what my uh, takeaway from that is, is that we have the ability to utilize technology to overcome that, that challenge. So um, good data that was put out there and, and just uh, one more data point. Guys, if you haven't started planting, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. We, we support you. Take a deep breath. We're going to get through this together. Well, and speaking of planting, and I know you've had uh, this segment on before too, but I want to revisit here. Do low soybean populations pay, Adam? What are you seeing here? Well, Tom, that's a, that's a really interesting one. And we just, in our newsletter, as you had pointed out, we rolled out a, a video interview that I did with Scott yeah. Nelson, the mm -hmm. director of the Iowa Soybean Association's on-farm network. Scott looks at an awful lot of data. Uh, that's his job, literally, full-time, is to look at side-by-side -side trials. And so we sat down and we talked through the side-by-side -side trial that, that uh, we've already talked about on this show, but just another uh, third-party uh, independent take on that data. And so we did run um, strips, five different rates, from 140,000 all the way down to 60,000 seeds per acre in soybeans. And I've had many, many people tell me I've lost my mind planting soybeans at 60,000. So we thought, you know, two years now, we, we thought we can't get away with planting that low a population. And two years in a row, the lowest population that I've planted 
was the highest yielding and for sure then the highest economic return. Mm. Uh, in the trial that we ran, the data came back almost $80 an acre better for 60,000 seeds per acre than it was at 140,000. And now we've got just one more piece I'll throw in there. So the hypothesis we're going to go test this year, I, I'm going to continue for year three of a low population trial. We'll do that in one field. But the other hypothesis we have is that spacing on soybeans does not matter at a higher population but it becomes critical when you get to those lower populations. And of course, with that sure speed planter that I have, we can maintain near perfect spacing on soybeans at uh, any population, actually. We can, we can singulate soybeans at better than 99%. And so we're gonna do a side-by-side -side trial of soybeans at 60,000 and at 140,000, not all the rates in between, just those two rates. And we're going to do that with the accurate spacing of sure speed and then we're going to do it without the accurate spacing. And we're going to see if that has an impact on yield at a lower population without being able to space the soybeans accurately. Does that have an impact there? So that's our hypothesis is that it won't matter at 140,000, but it will at 60,000. And that's what we're going to set out to mm -hmm. prove. So we're replicating that trial across a couple of different farm operations this year. And It'd be interesting to see what we come up with for data on that as well. Adam, what is the maybe the average of population that producers uh, try to hit here? I mean, you're looking at 60,000, uh, one under half from 140,000. What is the rule of thumb here right now then? You know, I think there's an awful lot of guys that are still planting in that 130 to 140,000 seeds per acre. I do know of some guys that are still planting 160 to 180. Mm. Um, the... The progressive guys are starting to look real hard, and I'm not advocating that everyone should go out and plant soybeans at 60,000. Let me be clear here. Don't mishear me on this. I think that we all need to take a hard look at what we're planting for population, and we need to try and see what works in our own operations. Yeah. I would say if, if you're going to do nothing else, throw in a couple of strips, add a lower population, something that makes you a little uncomfortable. You know, if you're used to planting at 130 or 140, Go plant some soybeans at 100,000 and see what that does. Yeah. You don't have to plant the whole field, but put in a couple of strips and, and check it with your yield monitor. Do your own independent research on this and see what works in your operation. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised that the lower population soybeans really can work out. Does it matter with your wide rows, when I'm talking about 30-inch rows or, or 20 or 15? I mean, talk about that a little bit. Sure. So I'm running 15-inch rows on All my right. planter. Yep. I think we get a little quicker canopy, and I don't know that it matters um, what row spacing you're running for the population of the soybeans, with the caveat that we can keep the weed populations right. at bay. So as long as yeah. we can keep the fields clean, I don't know that the row spacing matters as much. Um, of course, the, the lower population, uh, the canopy happens a whole bunch quicker with narrower rows, and that helps with the weed control as well. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the angle I'm taking on it. One more thing, product availability. We've touched on this uh, throughout the, the past weeks here. It's, it's, a, it's a big issue and uh, an ongoing issue. What's it look like at HTS Ag right now? Yeah, Tom, things remain very, very tight. We have placed a, a large number of orders for stock, inventory stock, that we intend to put on the shelf. I'm happy to report that some of that has came in this past week, so we do have some steering systems available. If guys are interested in that type of a product, give us a call. We do have that stuff on the shelf right now and can, can get the rest of the parts and pieces relatively quickly. 
there is still a significant back order for a lot of parts. And so if you're thinking about things for fall or even possibly next planning season, give us a call. Now's the time to at least start planning for that. Um, as product availability remains tight and as supplies remain hard to get, the other thing that we're seeing a strong trend of is prices increasing. So I would tell you that uh, the prices we have today are certainly as good as it's going to be in the next uh, several years, mm-hmm. most likely. So happy to help guys out, and uh, feel free to give us a call, and we can walk you through each of those scenarios. That number is 800-741-3305. Adam, always appreciate your input. And, of course, uh, folks can get a hold of you on all types of social media platforms and get signed up for this newsletter, right? You bet. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and uh, on the web. We are we are in all the places. We've got a newsletter we send out monthly. We don't spam anyone. We just put some good, useful information in there yeah. and send one email a month. So uh, feel free to sign up for that on our website, www.htsag.com. Adam Giddens joining us. Adam, thank you very much. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You too, Tom. This is Precision Talk, brought to you by H.S.A.G. We do it every Friday morning right here on KSOM.